Riley drops back, looks, looks, dances, and throws, and he's going deep down the field. Oh, what a catch by Darrell Walker, who skips his way to the end zone. He'll drop it off to Pouliot, twists it back to McDavid, inside to Everly, reach out, score! 3 nothing. Jordan Everly from Connor McDavid, and the Oilers are pouring it on, Craig Anderson and the hapless Senators. And it's its home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports, with Reed Wilkins, on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chet. Let's go into the long weekend. The Edmonton Oilers getting set to take on the Winnipeg Jets tomorrow night. Hey, that was pretty fun last night, wasn't it? The Oilers knocking off the Toronto Maple Leafs 5-2, ending a three-game losing streak. Oh, and a pretty good night for Connor McDavid. We will talk about him and talk about how the Oilers' lines have been shaken up today by head coach Todd McClellan. McClellan will tell you what he hopes, hopes to accomplish by doing that. Bob Stoffer will join us a little bit later on. The Edmonton Oil Kings, a couple of long weekend matinees. Steve Hamilton will join us tonight to preview those games. We'll also talk a little bit about fighting. Oh, how could we? Well, we will. And also, more Western Hockey League chat with Greg Drennan, the Grand Poobah of Western Hockey League journalists, a long time with the Kamloops Daily News. And we're going to talk about the top 50 players in the history of the Western Hockey League. They're slowly counting down that list. I think Rob Brown is going to be very high up on that. Uh, we'll see what Greg thinks. That's a pretty fun little list they're doing for their 50th anniversary season. How you doing tonight, everybody? It is 6.08. My name is Reed Wilkins. I am live tonight at the Terwilliger Rec Center for the annual Stollery Family Day Classic Hockey Tournament, which so far in its existence has raised over $1.5 million for the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation and Hockey Edmonton Development. I think we got around 80 teams here, novice through Bantam. Really fun games. I'm set up by Rink B, so I got a good view of the game going on right now. It's all four on four, very few whistles, a lot of good pace to it. Uh, they stress the sportsmanship as much as the skill, so that's really cool. And man, oh man, do they ever have some incredible silent auction items. I, there's a Team Canada jersey signed by Connor McDavid. I've seen some Ryan Nugent Hopkins stuff. I'm, I'm looking across from me right now a, a big picture of Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon taking a face off, the two Cole Harbor guys. And if you're a, a bit of a, a comic book nerd like me, and let's face it, who isn't? They got a Spider-Man shirt signed by Stan Lee, the creator of Spider-Man and Marvel Comics. That's pretty cool, too. So something for everybody here at the Terwilliger Rec Center. Now, if you're coming to the tournament tonight, or uh, or if you're just looking for something to do on a Friday night that involves a 6.30 Jet radio host, you can come to where we're set up by Rick B, uh, Rick B and you can enter to win Oilers tickets as well. So that's all going on here tonight. More on the tournament with Steve Serdakny. He's one of the organizers uh, a little bit later on in the show. This is fun. But uh, we will start, of course, with the with the Edmonton Oilers. And it, it's been an interesting couple of weeks since the return from the All-Star break. The, the Oilers are 3-3 three and three in those games. They have scored five or more goals thrice. They won all those games. They have scored one goal in a game thrice. And, of course, they lost all those games. 
and a obviously a huge discrepancy for the most part in terms of how they they looked in in, in those games. And you know, I know when I was uh, I, w- I was uh, unfortunately missed the, the McDavid's return game because I I, I I took ill, as we used to say in the old country. I took ill. I had the evil spirits in me. Um, so. But they burst back. McDavid burst back on the scene. He gets three points against the Blue Jackets. He scores that incredible goal. And, you know, I know it's uh, talking to people on the show that night. People are texting, oh, settle down, settle down. Don't say good things about Connor McDavid. You know, and then they lose on the weekend. And I, I'm getting these, see, I told you so, Wilkins, you jinxed them again. Look at what an evil man you are. All right, then like in New Jersey, you know, not a very good game, and then and then they explode last night. But look, to me, if if we were to review the last two weeks, it, there's the highs and the lows. You know, there's the the anger of the bad games. There's the ecstasy of the good games. There's the excitement around McDavid, what he's able to do. Nothing changes for me last night. I, I'm at the point where I have made up my mind about this club. I, I always try to remain open-minded, but I just now feel like uh, I, I, I know what this team is. Now, I don't know what I'm going to get because they're, they're wildly inconsistent, but I know, I, I, I know at least what the trends are with, these team, with this team and, and, and the weaknesses and, and what brings the excitement. So this does not change for me after the it didn't change after the blowouts it certainly doesn't change after last night. Connor McDavid is exceptional. They, they are building around Connor McDavid. He is good enough to take over games especially against inferior lineups and I think he'll reach the point in his career probably by year 3 or 4 where even a lot of times he'll be able to do it against good teams. He can take over a game. He's fast, he's smart, he's he's well positioned. He doesn't quit. He has all these abilities. That it does it doesn't that doesn't change for me if the, if they lose eight nothing to the Jets tomorrow, and it does it doesn't change for me, win or lose the rest of the way. And last night's game, the holes on this team remain apparent. They the the defense core isn't good enough. I still believe they are missing a third line. I, I absolutely continue to believe that, and they a lot of nights don't work hard enough. And certainly for the, the first period, a, a good indication. But most of the night, they were not the harder-working team. But the Leafs had virtually no high-end... Well, they didn't have any high-end talent in their lineup. And they didn't even really have a lot of marginal talent in their lineup. They had some AHL talent in their lineup. And eventually, the Oilers' excellent players, or at least the guys who were having an excellent evening, were able to overwhelm them. So that, so that doesn't change. That, that, that's... I mean, that's... That's the year-end paper on this team. That's what you're going to hand into your prof. You can already start writing it because it's not going to change between now and game 82. You can call in 780-496-0063. You can also text us to 630-630. One thing that I've been harping on is that the Oilers often don't play a detailed game and they don't have players who are reliable enough. I want you to consider something here. Connor McDavid... His, his second goal of the game, that wrist shot from the slot. So, But a good record against the Western Conference and lately against Edmonton. Here's McDavid skating through the neutral zone. Peels up, 
And kicks it back to Fain, right point in the offensive zone. Riley will take it off the boards. Fain stays with it. Pouliot to McDavid. Rich shot, score! 4-2 Edmonton. Connor McDavid, a four-point night on home ice. The Oilers lead by a deuce. McDavid's got two, nine on the year. All right, so Mark Fain gets an assist on that play by, by pinching down, you know, kind of just inside the top of the circle and keeping the puck alive. If, if you have time today, if you're at your computer now, when you get home a little bit later, watch that goal again. So, of course, you see Connor McDavid, great shot, snipes one, gets the goal, fourth point of the game at the time, everybody's happy. He's in that position, and the puck stays alive because he put Mark Fain in a situation where he could safely pinch. And McDavid was already dropping back into that area of the ice that allowed Fain to pinch, and that if something went wrong, if the puck gets by Fain or the guy steps around him with the puck, McDavid is back. So Fain knew he could take that chance. And then, once that is safely done... McDavid sees what's happening, steps into that soft spot on the ice, gets the pass from Pouliot, and it's in. That is a detailed, reliable-type thing that even as a rookie in the NHL, as a 19-year-old, McDavid did. And the Oilers have too many players, I think, that, that cheat for the offense, that are trying to step by a guy early, that are staying down low on the defensive end when there's not a lot of hope of getting the puck, I mean, McDavid in that situation could have been camped out in front of the net or could have been behind the net waiting slash hoping for the puck to come to him. But instead, he realized, all right, the puck's coming up the wall. I got to start getting back. Fain sees, hey, I got a forward who's getting back, and I think I can win this race to the puck. It's worth the risk because if I get caught, we still got two guys back. Puck stays alive. Three seconds later, it's in the net. A detailed alert, responsible, trustworthy play. Trustworthy play by Connor McDavid. And we'll talk a little bit more about trust and how it affects the line combinations we saw at practice when we get back. Reed Wilkins with you on Inside Sports, live from the Terwilliger Rec Rec Center for the Family Day Hockey Classic. Uh, You can come say hi and enter to win Oilers tickets tonight. And, of course, you can call in 780-496-0063 and text 630-630. Back in a couple... Hey, this is Jordan Everly from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. Thanks for tuning in tonight. It is 620. Reed Wilkins with you live from the Terwilliger Rec Center, the Family Day Classic. More on this great tournament coming up between 630 and 7. I do want to mention a little note from a senior AAA hockey Ryan Smith expected to play for the Stony Plain Eagles tomorrow night when they open up the playoffs against the Fort Saskatchewan Chiefs uh, tomorrow at 7.30 in Stony Plain. Ryan Smith, uh, I believe, played one regular season game for the Eagles, so he is going to suit up in the playoffs as uh, they go after the Allen Cup. You can text us at 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. Grandpa Michael texting the show 
He says, Connor giving up a hat trick so Everly could get his first hat trick says it all. He's a great hockey player, but more importantly, an incredible leader and human being. That is from Grandpa Michael, clearly a big supporter of Connor McDavid, who I do believe will be the next captain of the Edmonton Oilers and uh, I think likely as soon as uh, the fall. But we'll see about that. Sam says the Oilers always seem to be on the wrong side of the puck except for the McDavid line. And the Big L says, Hello, Reed. My observations are McDavid's line is fast and can work the puck in a phone booth. Dreisaitl and Hall's line, not as fast, and they tend to play with larger gaps between each other. That's a good mix, likely difficult for opponents to match. Problem is when these two lines aren't successful, the bottom two lines aren't able to compensate, and then there's the defense, dot, 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 dot. That is from uh, the Big L. As we look at your Action Furnace Oilers report, you know Action Furnace is home of the fixed right or its free guarantee. You can visit actionfurnace.ca. Uh, well, good. I mean, the mention of the lines, the line combinations there is is very relevant because here's how the Oilers skated today. McDavid was between Pouliot and Eberle. Letestu centered Hall and Cassian, and that was a line that was together in the third period last night. Drysital was with Pakarinen and Purcell, and Yakupov was on the wing with Hendricks and Korpakoski. Now we all know from Todd McClellan these lines could not even last 10 minutes tomorrow night but we do see him trying to shake things up and uh, see if Hall and Dreisaitl who will be together again uh, can maybe get things going apart from each other here's what Taylor Hall had to say about his new line mates well I haven't played with a right-handed centerman since uh, Sam Gagne so it's been a long time and uh, I mean we had we played together in the third period last night and we I thought we had a, a really good period um, certainly it's a lot different line than than playing with Teddy and Leon it's it's more of a you know get the puck to the red line get it to the you know the blue line and then go from there but sometimes that works when you're when you're struggling a, a little bit like I am just keeping it simple and and uh, focusing on the process of production uh, instead of just worrying about points and, and that kind of thing and Tess is a very good defensive guy um, and hopefully he can drag me along into that uh, into that focus all right so there's uh, Taylor Hall explaining well first of all that interesting reminder there he hasn't had a right-handed center since since he uh, played with Sam Gagne he was obviously Gagne's winger when when Sam had the eight-point game against the Chicago Blackhawks um, but certainly a, a, a line that's going to take a more direct approach to the net certainly with the way Zach Cassian plays and Mark Letestu again uh, should be the fourth line center but now he's he's kind of I mean, is that is that the second line, Hall, Latestu, and Cassian, or is it is it Purcell, Packerin, and and, and Drysaddle? You could probably go either way. More on Latestu, by the way, a little bit later on, and how much he played last night, and that continues to be uh, a bit of a surprise for me. But I did find it was interesting that Hall said, hopefully, uh, or he said Latestu can can pull me along defensively. A lot of times you say, well, this guy needs to pull other players on offensively. Hall looking at it by saying Latestu can pull me along defensively. Here's head coach Todd McClellan on that comment. I think that's a good reflection on Halsey because he's, uh, he's a pretty smart individual and a smart hockey player. And um, 
The one thing that Tess does is he takes a lot of pride on, on the defensive side of the puck and being positionally sound. And uh, he talks a lot about it on the bench. So I think he'll help Taylor that way. And in turn, maybe Taylor can help him offensively. Um, how long will it last? Again, I don't know. I, I know that Taylor and Leon are going to play together and they're going to be very successful. When they go back together, they'll, they will probably dictate that. All right. So, yeah, Hall and Leon will play together again. It, it's, it's very interesting with Latestu. I, I don't think he would have thought he would have been on the power play pretty much virtually every game this season. I don't think he would have thought he would have been playing with Taylor Hall this late in the season. Injuries have something to do with it, but again, to get back to that reliability, that trust, I think he's one of the players that has the trust of the coaching staff. The coaching staff. Uh, a few texts to 630-630. I guarantee playoffs next year for the Oilers if they can stay healthy. Can't wait. Well, you can't text in a guarantee and not sign your name. How are we going to give you credit if and when you're right? The paddle boat says the Leafs must be happy after seeing what McDavid will be able to do for them in eight or nine years. All right. And uh, EDBTZ, I think that's who's texting this one, says Purcell and Pouliot should switch spots. The Hall line needs a strong four-checker. Purcell will excel with McDavid. Well, right now, Pouliot's excelling with McDavid. Excelling with McDavid. So I, I don't know if there's a reason to switch up that line. You can text 630-630, the phone number 780-496-0063. More from McClellan. I got a one-on-one with Pouliot, a one-on-one with Latestu all ahead. Oilers and Jets tomorrow night, by the way, 6.30 for the face-off show, 8 o'clock for the drop of the puck. I'm live at the Terwilliger Rec Center. Little more on the Family Day Classic when we get back. Inside Sports on Chet. You're listening to 6.30 Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. Here's what's going on in the NHL. The Sabres lead the Canadians 4-3. Five minutes left in the second period. It was 4-1 for the Sabres at one point. The Rangers out in front of the Kings, 3-2, late second period. The Penguins with a 1-0 edge on the Hurricanes. Second period almost over. Kessel has his 16th. Wasn't he supposed to score 50 this year? Well, he still has a chance. Sure uh, Predators and Lightning. Freds are up 1-0. Avalanche up 1-0 on the Wings, early second period. The Blues have a 3-1 edge over the Panthers in the second, and the Flames and Coyotes face off later on. Reed Wilkins with you inside sports on 630 Jet. Thanks for tuning in tonight. A whole bunch more still to come. You're going to hear from Benoit Pouliot. You're going to hear from Mark Letestu. Stoffer's going to come on tonight. Oil Kings head coach Steve Hamilton. Uh, we'll talk with Greg Drinnen about the uh, list the Western Hockey League is putting out, the top 50 players of all time. But fun for me, I get to go on a little bit of a field trip. I'm at the Terwilliger Rec Center, and it is the sixth edition of the Family Day Classic, and I'm pleased to be joined by the chairman and founder of this tournament, Steve Serdakny. Hey, Steve. Hey, Reed. Great to be here. Yes. Well, thanks a lot for making time for me. So, uh, year six for this. Well, how how did you, what prompted you to get this off the ground? Tell me about that. Well, I guess first and foremost, uh, we wanted to put two things that really, really matter to us. Uh, one being the Stollery Children's Hospital, which uh, is near and dear to my heart with my children and many friends and family have had little ones 
getting treated and uh, under incredible care that they provide in the facility, but there's always the battle to continue to improve facilities and to make sure that that facility is successful. And, and the second being was a love for hockey and uh, trying to combine active living and being proactive and learning not just uh, great things that hockey provides, but learning how to be great people. And, you know, one of the biggest things was about with my own kids was just teaching, teaching them about not just thinking about themselves, but thinking about others and giving back to the community. And I thought, what a, what a better thing than to combine hockey and uh, the Stollery Children's Hospital together. Well, it's, it's such a great tournament. There's a, there's a lot I want to ask you about. Let's start with the, the hockey side of things. So it's it's novice to, to Bantam? Yeah, it's novice to Bantam. It's 82-plus uh, teams, wow. uh, approximately 1,400 players. This year we had, I think, 395 teams apply. Oh, so it was... Was, uh, we had a pretty extensive week. So how do you how do you pick? Is it first come first served or well, what we, last year? Well, the tournament committee. What they look at is they look at uh, you know we we don't like say okay division A you have to apply for division A. We let everybody apply, and then what we look for is we look for commonalities of teams that can fit together okay. and that uh, understand the vision and what we're trying to accomplish within the Stollery, and then the committee. Uh, selects the teams, Tracy Martin and Patrick uh, and Dan and the whole group to get together to, to group the teams together as the best they possibly can. And the hockey itself is a huge part of the event. And, you know, all the things that, you know, we got to witness last night with the Edmonton-Toronto game, free-flowing, offensive, pond hockey, almost fire wagon hockey, <laughs> where you're where you're tons of scoring, tons of skating. It's a, it's a four-on-four ter- uh, format. All Hockey Canada rules are enforced, but if there's a penalty called, what happens is instead of the player missing ice time and then another player, you know, having to miss his shift because of what's happening, it stays four on four, but the penalty gets marked as a penalty shot. And at the end of the game, before the final score and outcome is determined, there's a there's a shootout with the penalty shots from the penalties awarded during the game to get the final score. Um, there's a lot of flow. It's played in two 25-minute halves. So a lot of kids at the Adam and Novice level, they play these 12-minute periods and they don't get a lot of ice time, so it maximizes their ice time it's high speed skating and skill aspects of the game which obviously i uh I'm very, very uh, excited about and what I teach and what I do for a living. But most, most importantly, I think that's the way that the game needs to be played, and players need to develop their skating and their skills, and they have to learn how to score and learn to be less structured in what they're doing and enjoy the game. I, I, I really like that angle about the penalty shots at, at the end of the game, because uh, because then uh, if you're if you're up six three, but the other team's got five penalty shots coming and you've got none, that's that's big, and it makes you you know not. Will stay out of the penalty box, but it makes you no, avoid those fouls during the game. You're accountable, yeah. You're accountable. So, like all the hockey Canada rules, but like for example, um, instead of an offside and you know wasting transitional time, there's a turnover possession of the puck, and after goals are scored, teams fall back. So it's just full on action all the way through, and that's the nice thing about it is, and when you talk about kids in playing time and enjoying the game if you watched a million of these games right in front of you and it's so high octane and up and down the ice that there's not a lot of time for coaches to be here do this and do that and they can enjoy the the purity of the game and it's sure exciting hockey to first of all play but it's also exciting hockey to watch and when you talk about the penalty shot format people are always like what's that going to be like well you're basically 
there's not many times the most exciting play in hockey is the penalty shot when you get that opportunity to do this and in this format you know a great number if not all the players through the tournament get an opportunity to uh to take a penalty shot right. and be a part of it and you know try to score the goal to help their team or to make the save to help their team so it's uh there's a lot of uh there's a lot of thought that's been put into this and it just it keeps getting better and better every year steve sardakti joining us on inside sports at 638 reed wilkins with you live at the terwilliger rec center if you're dropping by here tonight by the way i'm here until nine near rink b and we do have a draw for uh oilers tickets uh, as well so feel free to throw your name into that it's year six like you mentioned so far over a million and a half dollars raised for uh for the stallery and i am by a very large collection of some of your silent auction items and it's not even all of them but uh some of the stuff, I mean, I mentioned some of the McDavid stuff, and I even, like, I'm a comic book nerd. I love the Stan Lee autographed Spider-Man thing. The, the stuff that it, you've accumulated here for the silent auction is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a year in, 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 in progress. Every year we try to up our auction. There's not a, and I've been to so many events, but there, there, there's not an auction, I think, in silent auction in Western Canada that's like this. There's something for absolutely everybody. Like you're saying, that special special edition Marvel Comics, uh, Stan Lee jersey, the Connor McDavid jerseys, like every player that you possibly can imagine is here. There's uh, there's Batista bats, and, and there's there's... Donaldson MVP jerseys. There's Jamie Ben. You you name the player, they're here. And there's something for everybody. There's hoverboards. There's luxury purses and jewelry for the moms. There's there's incredible golf experiences from the Windermere Golf Course, from Blackhawk, from Northern Bear, for the, for the golfers out there. There's just absolutely something from everything. And we we couldn't we couldn't do this without the incredible corporate support uh, of of so many different people donating items and helping us with this but our corporate partners that have been with us from the very beginning the go auto group unbelievable group that uh, just is been so involved so supportive not just as a corporate sponsor but from staff and providing water for our hundreds of volunteers cube vans um, i just highly recommend that you support those guys atb financial johnny winwick and the group they're unbelievable uh, all about alberta all about hockey and you know celebrating you know what hockey is and what it does for our community absolutely phenomenal institution ATB Financial Dermores Mercado the best Italian eatery in the city on on 99th Street and 46th Avenue if you haven't tried it absolutely everything is fresh unbelievable they've fed our volunteers for the last six years nice. unbelievable Murray's Trucking Chantel Murray they have a you know beautiful giant trucking company they're here for 10 hours a day working our silent auction for the weekend like they're just just deep down unbelievable people that are making this happen and all the other sponsors that that make this happen and hockey edmonton support and people who do the schedule chorus has been an incredible partner in 630 chad reed this is the second year you've been here your predecessors old danny tenser you guys have been here since day one too as well and we can't say how much we appreciate uh what you guys do with us well it's great to be here this is this is a lot of fun and i got a pretty good view of one of the rinks too so that's always that's all <laughs> i never complain i get to watch a hockey game while, I, while i'm sitting here too uh, so let let people know about uh I mean, I mean, it's it's it. They just love the vibe here. There's so much going on. So many, all the all the young hockey players are excited. You know, the, the parents are are uh, you know eager to watch and all that kind of stuff. But um, if people want to check out the schedule, I know you got FamilyDayClassic.com. But you're going all weekend. If people just want to come see or look at the auction. Well, absolutely. Like the, there, there's there's. 80, 82 plus teams and so many people that are through here but there's something for absolutely everything uh, for families that want to spend some time together there's 
face painters, balloon artists, clowns, photo booths. There's something going on for everybody in the family, not to mention the hockey. The auction itself is, is just absolutely spectacular and amazing. And it's just it's a great place to spend the family day weekend. The city of Edmonton has an incredible facility here at the Twilliger Rec Centers. Not just four arenas. They've got uh, pool and lazy rivers and water slides and diving boards and an incredible fitness center. And, like, there is everything that you could want to do for a family. And they've been a great partner and a great supporter of what we're uh, trying to accomplish here, too, as well. But the number one thing that uh, this... This supports the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation and the Stollery. And over the last, you know, we've raised $1.6 million over the last five years of the tournament. We've helped, uh, we built the ophthalmology clinic at the Stollery as well as opening critical care beds. Our new initiative we're working on is uh, we're developing a standard of excellence within the Stollery for, for the kids that play sports, that are active in the playground, that play hockey and basketball and all the sports and all the great activities we want our kids to play out there, but un- un- you know, unfortunately they get injured. And getting that care that they need, maybe a concussion or a broken bone or stitches or that, that care that they need so, first of all, they can return to play and enjoy those sports or second, be just grow and be healthy young individuals. And it's such an important thing. Mike House at the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation and the entire staff doing an amazing job. And it's just so many people and so many things that make this happen and make it successful. And let's face it, we both love hockey, and it's just, it's just, it's something... It's something that changes you, regardless if you're, uh, you know, Jordan Everly or Connor McDavid, or if you're somebody that's just watching their son play. Just, just right behind us here, just Ryan Smith's son just finished. They yeah. won their opening game, and you know he's swinging a gate, and it's uh, you'd be amazed at the the people that you'd see here. So, uh, before I let you go here, thank you. Uh, some, I think somebody just dropped me off a beverage. All right, that's a coffee. You're doing good. Wonder, what, what, signing, what's signing autographs, <laughs> getting swag, eating. You're getting. You're not going to want to go back to the Jet Studios. No, probably not. Well, because Halsey's always stealing my food when I'm back at the station. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You're a skating guy. Yep. Um, why is Connor McDavid so darn fast? Well, I'm going to. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I was fortunate enough. Uh, Good friend of mine, Mohammed Musa uh, from Lazy Boy. We we brought a group of people and sponsors and different people to uh, to the game last night. So uh, I was getting the opportunity to host, and I had a chance to watch. And number 97, Connor McDavid. I, I've been fortunate. I'm born and raised in Edmonton, Reed. This is my town, and working you know working for the Oilers for over 12 plus years, and have probably 175 NHL players currently playing that I train and I work with. This guy is this guy is special, and he's exceptional. Um, I have not seen, I have not seen uh, something as close to that number 97 since I watched number 99 play at Northlands Coliseum, and I got to see all the Stanley Cups and watch Messi, Gretzky, Curry, but I have not seen a player that has that much impact and the ability to elevate others um, at such a young age. At such a young age, this kid is exciting. Um, there's been a lot of hard work that's been put in by Connor McDavid, but he has a, obviously a natural talent, um, an ability to move on the ice that transcends technique. Uh, he just has a has a float to him. He has a has a coffee like Mike Medano like, but an extra gear that those guys didn't have. Right. He has the ability to be the fastest moving guy and do things at high speed, which is just amazing. It's really excellent to watch a guy like Jordan Everly, who I've spent hundreds of hours with, uh, get his first NHL hat trick. You know, it just 
very, very proud of him and really happy for him because you'd think a player of his scoring caliber and his lore, but just, just the ability, you know, to play. I know for a fact, you know, he's playing with Connor. Uh, it's just, it's just an amazing thing. And the one thing that really I noticed beyond his skating and his skill set, obviously, was just his ability and the unselfishness with the puck. Right. He, Knows what's going around, or what's going on around him. He distributes the puck when he needs to distribute it. Very unselfish player, but knows when to shoot, knows when to pass, and has the skill set to to play the game any which way that it needs to be played. And it's uh, it's very very impressive. But don't be fooled as parents of young kids that want to become Connor McDavid. It's not you know skating around a skating around pylons or a triangle that are going to make you Connor McDavid. There are tens of thousands of hours and endless dedication from his parents as well as himself to make him the player that he is and he deserves absolutely everything that he's getting because he's worked on his craft and that guy is going to be um, that guy is going to be something that's going to sell out uh, sell out buildings across the league for many many years all right steve thanks so much for dropping by i think you have to go coach a game soon so thanks yeah. for fitting me in no we appreciate having you here reed and like i said let, let's let's get these people out here you can go to www.familydayclassic.com our twitter accounts at famdayclassic that's at famdayclassic and we'd love all you guys to follow we're giving away prizes oilers tickets jerseys this silent auction we'll be posting a lot of pictures and reed will be talking about them there's absolutely everything and anything you could want for birthday christmas or any sports fan or person so we'd love to see you down here and thank you so much for uh, for being here awesome stuff steve sterdak the chairman and founder of the family day classic as he said family day classic Com. You can text us at 630-630. The phone lines are open 780-496-0063. Inside Sports on 630-JET. Hi, this is Justin Schultz from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630-JET. Inside Sports on 630 Gen. It is 6.51, the title sponsor of the show, AMA. Be listening on Tuesday, or pardon me, uh, tomorrow, that is, as the Oilers take on the Jets. Pre-game show at 6.30, puck drop at 8. It'll be uh, the Anaheim Ducks on Tuesday. AMA safety and savings for your family. A couple of texts here to 6.30, 6.30. Thanks for this update. Senior men's hockey action. Well, I feel like I'm reading radio reports back in Lloydminster. The Innisfail Eagles play the Bentley Generals in the other Senior A Triple Series tonight in Innisfail. And that texture adds, go Eagles. Clearly an Innis... What do you... What do you kill him? Kenny, back in the studio. Are yep. they called Innisfailures? Is that what you call someone from <laughs> Innisfailure? I'd say them? I'd say Innisfailians. That's what I would say, too. Yeah. Not Innis- not not the other one. Not an Innisfailure. I think Sirius Gord is from uh, Innisfail, isn't he? Uh, not sure. Not I don't sure. know. Gordle, Gordle, Texter, or uh, or Colin. I, yeah. I think it's Innisfailian. That sounds kind of like an alien race, though. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Lyndon says all the Everly haters must be loving this. His trade value is going up. I say anyone who tries to break him and McDavid up is a moron. That is from Lyndon. All right. Uh, well. It makes you think. I mean, this is the thing about McDavid. And, and, I, and I said this last week. He, he makes you think anything is possible. He makes you ask, what if? If he's the centerpiece of the team, if, if a guy like Everly can play with him and, and start sniping goals at a prolific rate, 
anything is possible, right? And, you know, Benoit Pouliot got four assists. You know, did his job. It's not as if he had a, a, a you know, sensational offensive game. But he got the puck to McDavid. I mean, the, the one assist, he's just tipping the puck into an open area. And, and McDavid is able to track it down and score on the breakaway. So, yeah, I mean, look, I, I believe one of the $6 million players is going to be traded. Uh, that's out of Hall, Everly, and Nugent Hopkins. Uh, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of talk that Nugent Hopkins is redundant on the team with, with Leon and McDavid there. Uh, I know the knock on Everly is, is that he doesn't really play that hard, sort of reliable, physical, forechecking game. And the Oilers are missing that. And, you know, then the, the thing about Hall is you, you could probably get the most for him if, if you put him on the market. So that's, you know, one of those guys will be gone. Um, you just hope that it's there's an adequate replacement because they all they all bring things to the table. And that's the thing. I, I know there's all the haters out there that say, oh, he does nothing, he does nothing. Everly specifically. Look what Everly can do. Now, he's a complimentary player. He needs someone to get him the puck. But unlike other guys on the team who are supposed to be snipers, he actually finishes when he gets the puck. Here's head coach Todd McClellan on why that McDavid line works. Speed, first of all, from Connor and the, the sense and everything that goes with his game. But Benny has size. He's got a great reach. You saw that on, the, on Connor's first goal where he's able to poke pucks and and keep plays alive, and Jordan's a finisher. I think he's really good in and around that blue paint, and we've been challenging him to get to those areas more, and uh, now he's there and he's finishing a lot. All right, so that's how McClellan sees that combination. No reason to break him up. The, uh, the other lines were shaken up today. Why, why break up that line right now after a, a five-point game? And you know what? Yakupov, now on the fourth line, doesn't deserve to be any higher quite frankly. That's just the reality of the situation. All right, we're coming up to the 7 o'clock news break. I'm live at the Terwilliger Rec Center for the Family Day Classic. We uh, got a table set up here near Rink B. You can throw your name into the draw for Oilers tickets for upcoming games, so make sure you take advantage of that. Bob Stoffer still ahead. We'll also hear from Benoit Pouliot from Mark Letestu, who played over 20 minutes last night. Steve Hamilton, head coach of the Oil Kings is still ahead as well. Kellen Kennedy, just quickly, uh, I, I don't have a TV near me today. Okay. What 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 were you talking about with the NBA All Star NBA All Star game? It's a celebrity game. Or and the celebrity like game is on right now. Fourth quarter with about ninety seconds left. Canada leads the USA seventy so, to okay. sixty one. Okay, I don't care about the score. Who's <laughs> in the game? Oh, man. Like, are we talking like Eugene Levy's playing or what? Uh, Milos Raonic is in this. Jeannie Bouchard, uh, Kevin Hart. I think he's a coach, isn't he? Yeah, and, and now he's playing. He's a player coach. Oh, he's Reggie he's Dunlop. He's a player tonight. coach. Yeah, he's a player coach. Uh, is Mike Myers in the game? Uh, I don't see him. No. You can text in which Canadian celebrity you would most like to see play basketball. We're back after the news.